Welcome back to the show. This is TSN Hockey Analytics on TSN 1050 and across the TSN radio network. I'm Andy McNamara. Make sure to tweet us at TSN Analytics, myself at AndyMC81. Find and rate us on iTunes and find all the archived episodes on TSN.ca. Very excited for our next guest, former head coach of the Edmonton Oilers and Toronto Marlies, Dallas Aikens on the line. Dallas, welcome. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Very good, thank you. So, what have you been? Uh, what have you been up to lately? Taking some some downtime, relaxing with the family? Yeah, we uh, we just spent a few weeks in uh, in Arizona. Very and, nice. Uh, now now we're uh, uh, we've moved over to uh, Vancouver and uh, enjoying the weather here. Excellent. Yeah, I'm sure it's nicer than than it is in uh, in Toronto. Uh, so let's let's get to the Edmonton Oilers here, and they've been one of the most interesting teams over the past couple of years due to uh, the consecutive top draft picks, more recently bringing in yourself and Tyler Dello to lead the team in a different direction. What did you expect coming into a market so starved for success? And ultimately, how hard did that pressure make it for you to do your job? Well, it, it was interesting. And I, and I think the, the best way to go about it is, you know, going back to how it all started. Uh, you know, they approached uh, me unexpectedly. Uh, I had some uh, other opportunities and was uh, sold a bill of goods to come in and and grow and, and try to uh, push a team in a, in a certain direction. And, um, you know, looking back, I, I think we would have made the same choice. Um, we, I, I think we did some, as much as the, the record uh, doesn't show it, uh, I think we made a huge improvements from uh, last year to, to this year. Uh, on a number of fronts, and and since this is an analytics show, uh, in in a lot of things that uh, that you guys look at, and that I think the hockey world is finding more and more important. But you're right; there there's a immense amount of pressure. There's an immense amount of uh, uh, you know challenges uh, from the media, the fans. Uh, they want to win now because mm-hmm. they've been suffering for so long. Uh, the problem is, is that the team is where it's at, and uh, it's going to take some more time there. What was it like working with Tyler Dello? And you were actually the one who brought him into the organization. So uh, how much did you work with Tyler on a day-to-day basis, and how much of his analytics research were you actually able to instill into your system on the ice? Well, here's the thing with the, the, the analytics the, the, in the, you know, the media and with fans that I don't understand. There's such a divide. You're either for analytics or you're against them. Yeah. And analytics to me are no more than stats. Mm-hmm. And so if you're for goals and assists and points, then why wouldn't you be looking at these other stats too? And uh, I was a, a, a big fan of Tyler's. I pushed hard uh, for the hire. Um I, I like going in depth uh, and, and checking everything off. Um, you know, if you're going to stand back and say, "Hey, it takes 95 points to uh, to make the playoffs," uh, can't you say that? Hey, if you get a Corsi of 50 percent, 70 per 70 percent of those teams make the playoffs, or if you get a team Corsi of 52 and a half percent, hey, 90 percent of those teams are going to make the playoffs. Uh, the problem with just looking at, hey, you get 95 points and you're in. It's hard to go back and, and, you know, measure, okay, what do you need? Where when you get into the team Corsi, and this is where uh, things worked really well with Tyler, is you're actually able to go in and check off 
every part of your system work. Compare it to other teams that are uh, tops in, in uh, certain categories. See what they're doing. See if you need to adjust it. Where's your personnel at? You know, what are the challenges? But it, it just adds another layer of uh, putting together a, a system and a team. And bringing in Tyler was an interesting uh, 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 process uh, on a number of fronts. And, um, you know, something that uh, caught me off guard. And, and the, the first thing that came up in hiring Tyler was we pushed hard for it, got it through, was the – the, the local reaction uh, from the media. And, you know, it, it, was, it was interesting because we announced the hire and immediately we had an email from a journalist uh, to our PR department asking the, the question, is anyone from the organization going to talk about the hiring of this prick? Wow. And, and right away I was caught off guard going, whoa, like what's going on here? And so I – there was a, a bit of a, a dislike uh, for for Tyler. I think it's probably from his uh, uh, maybe from his website or, or his uh, uh, Twitter account. Uh, the the thing I, I, I liked about Tyler is he fit in great with our staff. I think he he's gotten a real his eyes opened up uh, big time on how teams work. I think him being able to work with Craig Ramsey and Keith Acton has. Uh, uh, made him even better. But like Tyler Dello, for me, is one of these guys that is a, a great asset to a staff. And he was a big part of, you know, our team moving forward in a, in a spot where we were suffering. Uh, I think last year we were at like 44% uh, Corsi, which is just terrible mm-hmm. as a team. And uh, we were able to push that to uh, right around 51 by the time I was fired. And you know, that, that number of 51 over the long term uh, will eventually pay some dividends. In conversation with Dallas Aikens, former head coach of the Edmonton Oilers and Toronto Marlies here on TSN Hockey Analytics. Uh, Dallas, can you give us a, an example of a situation where you look deeper into the analytics and, and were able to get answers to a, a question you had? Well, there, well, there's lots. And, and, uh, you know, you, you could sit around talking hours about, about this stuff. But hmm. what we did is, listen, we, we've got, you know, I've got experience in the game. Uh, we've got uh, Keith Acton, Craig Ramsey. We, we've got all these people who, uh, Craig McTavish, everyone's got great experience in the game. And you, you can quickly look and go, okay, this is how we should do it. And But for me, it was always, okay, why and how? And well, why should we do it this way? What are other teams doing? And so, like, one quick uh, uh, look at it would be the power play. Okay. Well, your, your power play percentage isn't very good. Well, I wanted to build something there that would last long term. And so looking at the power play, what we did is we, we went and we looked at teams that had had success over long periods of time. And, you know, the, the one team on the power play who has done an excellent job is Todd McClellan. He has done an amazing job with that team uh, since uh, 2008 uh, with the power play. And, and for me, he set the gold standard for what a power play is. And what his power play does is it, it generates just under 120 shot attempts uh, per 60 minutes. And, like, that's incredible over that time. And there's only – I think there's only six other teams that have managed 100-plus shot attempts uh, per 60 minutes in, in that same six-year window. 
And what's interesting when you start going into the numbers is those six teams that managed that, they were all number one, two, four, five, and six, and seven in goals four per 60 minutes. So what that allows you to do when you get those numbers, now you can, you can go back and go, okay, what are they doing? Mm-hmm. Who's their personnel? What hands are they? Uh, what setup are they running? Uh, you know, how fast are they getting the puck to the net off of a face-off? Uh, what kind of traffic's in front of the net? So you start going, and now you've got a real good example of who are the best teams long-term. Not, hey, who, who's great over uh, a season, mm-hmm. but long-term success. And, and that's what we were trying to build in uh, in Edmonton. And, you know, what? when I when we took over there, we were – or through last year, I think we were just under 80 shots attempts, which is which is very bad uh, per 60 minutes on the power play. Uh, by the time we got, I was let go this year, we had it up to 95. So we were starting to get there. And but again, it's the, these are long-term approaches where you know the market and and the pressure there was more short-term focused, and, and they wanted wins now. Right, and ultimately, hey, uh, as you said, you need to look for things to have sustained success. Uh, it, it sounds like the dynamic between yourself and, and Tyler Dello was a positive one. How do you think it compares around the league, given what you know about other NHL coaches and, and their analytics department? Well, I've talked, and you know what, I, I think, I, I just don't, there's a lot of things I don't understand. There's a lot of teams that are won't tell you who they're using. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're very secretive. Uh, for me, uh, there, there's, there's teams that have their, uh, analytics guys hold up somewhere and there's very little communication directly with the coach. Um, but I, I just made Tyler part of our staff and he, he, he worked great every day with us. Um, and, uh, we, we learned lots from him and he got a lot from us. Um, it, it was, I think that's, for me, it's the only way to do it. It's for, I, I like face-to-face conversations, not getting a piece of paper with a bunch of numbers on it. And uh, so it, it, in the end, I can't answer the question. I know what a couple of teams are doing, but uh, a lot of teams are, are fairly quiet uh, on what they're doing. And, you know, I've been asked questions like, you know, how did you push this number from 44 to 51? And, and I'm reluctant to give it because mm-hmm. I, I believe that we, we've uh, – put together a formula on, on how to go about doing that, which is interesting because I almost chuckle. I, I, I believe we, we have a, a certain good thing going uh, for the future, for whatever team I end up with next. Um, but I was just fired. Right. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's an inter- interesting dynamic. In conversation with Dallas Aikens, former head coach of the Edmonton Oilers and Toronto Marlies here on TSN Hockey Analytics, uh, you mentioned in your closing press conference in Edmonton the need for patience and how frustrating you know it is for the fan base there so the the Oilers haven't escaped criticism either we saw the jerseys being thrown on the ice earlier this season that is known all too well here in Toronto as Leaf fans have borrowed that what was the biggest issue for the Oilers this season and how tough was it to overcome despite everything else you tried well it you know what it's a number of things when I, I took the job the, the grand plan behind closed doors was to get going in the right direction uh, by year three, get into the playoffs, get a little taste. But when we went into new, the new building, have a team that would be able to win uh, a couple of rounds in the playoffs. 
And the reason that timeline was there, because this team is where it's at. The, the, the structure of the team is not ex- exactly where it needs to be right now. And, and for me, and, and this is my view, uh, the, the really good teams, your top three most influential, influential players are what? They're, you, can, you can put them one, two, three. It's usually a, a goalie, a center, and a defenseman. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a centerman, a goalie, a defenseman. You, you can you know, put them together however you want. But right now, where this, the, the team is at, the most influential player is a winger. He, he's the best player on the team. And, and he's a driver, and, and that's great. But the, the team is still growing in these other departments and they still need to uh, grow the talent and develop the talent. So number one, the lineup just isn't quite there yet. And it's going to take time for these young men to grow into these roles or to uh, acquire uh, the, the necessary assets. The, in the end, it's, you know, this year we were on the the wrong side of a bunch of one goal games. Uh, I thought we showed great improvement when it comes to, uh, you know, chances for and against, which win and lose you games. But in the end, it goes back to this is a, a, an organization that's going to have to be patient mm-hmm. and, and, and go about this the right way. I know the fans hate to hear it. Uh, I've, I've heard it from them. Well, we've been patient for this many years. And, and it goes back to me on whether it's your stock portfolio or your kid going to school with their grades improvement takes time and wherever that stock portfolio is or wherever your uh, kid is in school with their grades, that's where you're at that day. Like that's, that's where you're at and you need to build from there. Unfortunately, this team is at where it's at. I believe Craig uh, is, uh, I I think you, you see right after I was let go, he's made some moves to, uh, I think, improve the team uh, structurally. Uh, they're in great hands with Todd Nelson. Uh, Nelly's a good coach. I faced him in the, the conference final in the American Hockey League a, a few years. He's an excellent coach and a good friend. And uh, I, I just hope that they, they're able to keep moving in the right direction and not make any knee-jerk uh, decisions with uh, the pressure from the media and the fans. Dallas, one player we've uh, spoke about on the TSN Hockey Analytics Show from Edmonton, uh, who's a lightning rod. Uh, for attention since before he was even drafted, Nail Yakupov, uh, as we know, first overall pick in the 2012 draft. He's really struggled to find his place in Edmonton, just 67 points in 159 games played. And when you look at his, his underlying numbers, they're pretty awful too. Uh, relative course, he is a, a negative 10.1% with 65% offensive zone start. So what's your assessment of Nail? And do you think he still has the tools to fulfill the potential of a first-round pick. Well, the, the, I'll say this about Neil. He, he's, he's resilient. He's extremely hardworking. And it, he wants to be successful. Like, he, 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 he's invested in, in trying to get better. The, the, the problem that the young man has is that he was the number one pick overall. Mm-hmm. And, and that carries so much weight. It turns you into a lightning rod right away. Uh, be, because you're the first overall pick, the perception is is that you're going to just light it up and be unbelievable uh, from game one right until the end of your career. And you know he, he's a, a an inexperienced player. Uh, he he had a good uh, uh, he had some good stats when it comes to goals and assists um, in that shortened season. 
He had an extremely high shooting percentage. Um, you know, when, when it came to uh, the, the, my deployment of him, uh, there, there were people that were highly critical of it. Like, you know, he's not playing enough. Well, he was playing the same minutes that he did in the shortened season. He's not on the power play enough. His minutes on the power play were basically the same too. Well, he's not in the right spot. He was basically in the same spot on the power play. And what this is, what you're seeing is a young player go through uh, struggles. And a lot of young players go through them. And, and, and a lot of those players go unnoticed with their struggles because they're not the number one pick overall. And I'm firmly confident that Nail is going to turn into a very influential player in the future. Uh, you have to remember his age. And and there's other challenges there, too. Like, you know, Nail's trying to find his way. I, I think he's uh, being coached sometimes at the rink, uh, at home, and, and elsewhere, too, which uh, muddies the water. But... Uh, uh, I have full confidence with with Nail's skill set, but most importantly, his uh, his enthusiasm uh, to getting better uh, that he'll he'll be able to turn into a, a very influential player. So, Dallas, final question here: what's what's next for you? What's next on the uh, on the table? Are you going to be waiting to focus on uh, another head coaching gig? Look to get back in in another assistant capacity? What do you feel are your next your next steps? Yeah, you know what? It, it's it's uh, really unclear. I, I've had a, a number of uh, you know teams where I've worked with people before, played with them before, uh, you know, done certain things with them before that have uh, reached out. Um, I think it'll all kind of come down to the to the the summer on what's the right fit. And to be honest with you, I, I'm not sure what's next. I I believe I'm a I'm a head coach. It's a uh, I tell you, when you get let go and in that first week or two, you start questioning your, yourself a little bit. And um, I believe I'm a head coach uh, in, in the uh, in the NHL. Now, is that going to happen again right away? I, I don't know. And what the next step will be is uh, uh, hopefully the, the right one uh, to, to get back behind the bench uh, at some time. So, who knows what it'll be? Maybe it'll be a, a head coaching gig. Maybe it'll be uh, an associate coach. And and you know what? Maybe the summer will come and go with with nothing that uh, uh, interests us. And, and we'll we'll continue to wait for the, the the right fit. And and I guess that's the only good thing about having some term on your contract mm-hmm. is you're not in a, a real panic to uh, to take the first job that comes. But I will say this: it's. I think that's the only comfort with with term because not working is is not in a lot of coaches. Uh, it's not in your blood, and you you, you want to work. No one wants to sit around and collect a paycheck and and do nothing. Dallas, fascinating insight. Really appreciate you uh, stopping by, and you're welcome back at any time, my friend. Thank you. All right, thank you. That is Dallas Aikens, former head coach of the Edmonton Oilers and Toronto Marlies. Up next. Our TSN.ca analytics columnist Scott Cullen drops in to talk NHL trade deadline and give his best and worst of the week. This is TSN Hockey Analytics. I'm Andy McNamara, and you're listening on TSN 1050 and across the TSN radio network.